Hey everyone, thank you for joining me for episode 5 of The Green Life. Today's guest is amazing. I know, I say that about all of them because they are. But this guest, she's awesome. She taught me so much about my body, about hormones, and has helped so many women across the globe. I'm talking about Dr. Christian Northrop. Dr. Northrop is a visionary pioneer in women's health. She's a board-certified OBGYN with more than 30 years of clinical experience. She's also a former assistant clinical professor of OBGYN at the University of Vermont College of Medicine, and she's a three-time New York Times best-selling author of Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, The Wisdom of Menopause, which we talk about a lot today, and Goddesses Never Age. She's internationally known for her empowering approach because Dr. Northrop embraces medicine that acknowledges the unity of mind, body, emotions, and spirits. So she teaches women how to create health by tuning in their inner wisdom. After decades spent forming and transforming women's understanding of their sacred body and processes, Dr. Northrop now teaches women to thrive at every stage of life, which is awesome. As a business owner, physician, former surgeon, mother, writer, speaker, and according to Miriam Ava PhD, a rebel rock star and authority on what can go right with a female body, Dr. Northrop acknowledges our individual and collective capacity for growth, freedom, joy, and balance, which is really important in these times. Dr. Northrop has also hosted eight highly successful public television specials, and her work has been featured on The Oprah Winfrey Show, Today's Show, NBC Nightly News, The View, Rachel Ray, Good Morning America, 2020, and The Dr. Oz Show, amongst many, many others. Since March 2020, she's also been working on the front line for medical freedom, which is something that I really, really appreciate because she had a lot to lose and she did lose a lot. So I want you to really enjoy this episode with this fabulous woman. Welcome, Dr. Northrop. Hello, Dr. Northrop. Thank you so much Hello. for joining me today on The Green Life. I really love that you're here. Thanks so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So I've been a fan for a long time, but um, I never really connected to everything you were writing because of the age that I found you in. I was in my 20s, and I guess I was still thinking, Oh, this is stuff I'll think about when I'm older. Um, That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. But as I grew older (laughs) and wiser, um, I actually started feeling that things were changing for me. And um, I went back to your books and I went back to your wisdom and I I just found so many things resonated. And I thought, oh my gosh, how many women are finding themselves into this stage of life where we are um, uh, in perimenopause and we don't even know what yeah. that means right so yeah. when that's right I, You're yeah. Suddenly, yeah yeah and um and that's the thing that I wanted to talk to you about mostly to start here and going into menopause because you have this um, new revised book um the wisdom of menopause that came out I just ordered my my copy your um your uh, PR was so kind to share a copy on uh, on on the internet but I like to have books so I just ordered a copy as well yeah, me too me too yeah yeah and um and I found you know it would be really really helpful to have a little bit of uh, understanding of what perimenopause is and when it happens when it starts and what we should really feel so- okay I think it 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 sneaks up on people it it sneaks up on you. So you suddenly, you know, you're going along to maybe 39, 40, 41, 42. And suddenly you're noticing first, it might be emotional uh, symptoms. Like you're getting irritated at your, at your children, at your husband, at your boss, at your family members, that your fuse is, is getting shorter. Things that didn't used to bother you now bother you. Uh, I'll give you an example. When I was writing uh, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, I was trying to get the book written and have a medical practice and be a wife and be a mother and all that. And my kids would come in to where I was writing and they'd stand there like, when is dinner? And, you know, like at this point, they were there, there are families where eight and nine-year-olds can make dinner. I did not train them to do that, unfortunately. So what the way you've set up your life with your family 
if it's been a little too much on you and not enough on them, like for instance, I would always say, <clears throat> we couldn't get out the door to go anywhere until I was in the car. Nobody, the, the mother, the feminine is the, is the prime mover. I don't care where you are. It, it's, it, it's just in family, definitely. Like in the efficiency triangle of the kitchen, the kids are always there. The dog is always there. Well, what happens in the beginning of perimenopause is that the dictates of your soul are, are coming up. It's like, okay, you have sacrificed your life for everybody else. And in patriarchy, you've tried to fit in as a woman because the original sin of being born female is not redeemable by works. And, um, and I'm not saying that one should be a raging feminist. There are beautiful ways to do this and maintain happy, healthy families. But anyway, you find that you're changing. Things are changing. Now, you may or may not begin to skip periods. Uh, that will maybe happen later. The actual age of the final menstrual period is generally the age that your mother had it. The average age in the United States is 52, but it can go from 37 to 62. So there's a big range in there. And the time when you start to have a change in your period to the final period, that's perimenopause. Menopause is, is defined as the final period, mm. final menstrual period. And you won't know what that is for a year. Yeah. So you, and, and it often happens, interestingly enough, when your last child leaves the, the house um, for many, many, many women. Now, when women are having babies older, like 41, 42, that would not be the case, although it might be. But what's happening is ovulations are skipping. So you don't have the progesterone created by the corpus luteum in the ovary, this little um, cyst-like place where the egg was hatched from. And so without progesterone, progesterone is warming, it's calming, it raises your temperature by almost a degree. That's why you can time uh, when or not to get pregnant by the basal body temperature that's down here. And then there's a shoot when you ovulate, that's progesterone, and then that stays up. But that's not happening anymore. So you get this, you can tend to get this estrogen dominance where you don't have that period of, of PMS or calm. It's almost like if you've had PMS, you now get PMS um, on steroids. I call it perimenopause is PMS on steroids. If you haven't done the work that your soul is asking you to do, and that's the mm -hmm. part that I want to stress because what happens in, in our culture, because it's been so anti-feminine, we blame our hormones. We blame our bodies for tricking us, or I'm not myself, or is it me or is it my hormones? Or, you know, my wife's a, you know, raving bitch. Uh, you know, are you on the rag? All that, all of that stuff that we have used to put down the feminine. Well, God made our bodies perfectly. So there's nothing wrong with your body. So you have to really get that there's something that your body is telling you, yeah. is telling you. And, and when you, when you finally connect that dot and step out of I'm a victim of my hormones. I'm a victim of my age. I'm a victim of whatever. Because what is happening during this whole perimenopausal transition is your biology is cooperating. In fact, it's pushing as a gift. It's pushing you to grow or die. And that is really the whole message of uh, perimenopause, grow or die. So in my own case, which of course I talk about in the book is I got a, a fibroid tumor on the right side of my uterus right after I published Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom. Mm. And then by the time 
we got to the the next eight years when I was doing a lot, by the way, with bioidentical hormones and telling women they needed to use the hormones that were exactly like what their body produced. Mm -hmm. And what I was going to do then was just write a book on hormone replacement with bioidentical hormones. But my contract with, with my soul, my contract with God is we're not going to let you get away with swimming in the shallow end of the pool. You're going to, you are, are uh, exhibit a, you're going to have to do this. And then I would see it of course, not only in myself, but in hundreds and hundreds of women. I did a, a PBS special on menopause around that time. So I went all over the United States taking questions from viewers all over the United States and Canada with their hormone questions. And so I knew that people needed a primer. They needed to know what are the hormones, what needs to be replaced, you know, but it was all coming from this place of, if I just get the hormones right, my life will be fixed. And what I want people to know is it's the opposite. When you start to look at those things that need to be more in alignment, then your life will be fixed. And yes, you may want to take some hormones, but if you're not paying attention to um, a marriage partnership, that's not working a job that you hate, that is killing you abusive children, a narcissistic mother, any of those things become intolerable during perimenopause. So you've got a choice there really. And that is you look at who you really are. Like in my own case, I was married to um, a card carrying member of the American Medical Association. And he thought that everything I did in holistic medicine was um, unproven and bordering on quackery, even though I had all the studies for it. But, but you see, that's a microcosm mm -hmm. of a macrocosm, because we've been decrying natural remedies, and the wise women who use them for centuries, for centuries. So your, your own life is a microcosm. So I don't want anyone to get stuck there. You have to deal with your own particular life. And every particular life is as different as every snowflake is different, yeah, but you have to do that work. Now, maybe the work is you're no longer going to be able to get away with eating carbs all day long. Uh, you know, I'm working with a friend who's been very, very skinny and yoga teacher type person and has now gained 30 pounds and she doesn't understand it. And the same has happened to a woman who runs a vegan restaurant uh, that, that I know. They've never, ever had to pay any attention to their weight. Now, are there physiologic things that happen? Yes, but it's more than that. It, it's like the soul is saying, we want to set you up for, uh, to live for the next 50 years. So to do that, you've got to make some changes. And the way I describe it for lifestyle is that you've gotten away with maybe drinking too much alcohol, overeating, whatever, but you could skip dessert, lose five pounds by Friday night and fit into the little black dress. Well, you can't do that anymore. The body, the body is going to say, oh, really? You, you think you're going to do that? Now, if you're like some people like me, I've had to, I've struggled with my weight since I was 12. So therefore it's just been, um, it's no longer a battle, but it's become something that I know what I have to do. Mm. And genetically, you know, you can see the genetics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tendency to lose, to gain weight, all of the rest of it. So you work with, with the script that you're given without feeling like a victim. So for instance, what I'm telling now, what I'm telling women now in the perimenopause, if weight gain, like a 20 to 30 pound weight gain has been their experience, there can be a couple reasons. One, they may well 
be living in a situation, let's say with stepchildren, an ex-wife hovering around who's a borderline, something where they have been holding that weight and now their body's protecting themselves from that because their soul is saying, okay, we're moving forward. Do you want to still carry that weight for everybody? Yeah. It's literally, it, it is so intimately entwined with this Uranus opposition, which happens to everyone at age 42, where the, the dictates of the soul have to come up. They, they have to be. The reason that breast cancer, high blood pressure, heart disease, all of that increases. And the reason that all the tables, you know, well, it's now time to get your yearly mammogram. It's time to get your colonoscopy. That doesn't need to be the case. There's no need for that to increase. It does, but it's like, um, what is natural? What is normal? In our culture, it's normal to start to have blood sugar problems. It's normal to start to have your bones get brittle. It's normal. It's not natural. So there's so much that you can do. And then as uh, Dr. Mario Martinez says, getting older is inevitable. Aging is optional. So there's so much about, about aging that we don't have to do. So I've seen women go through perimenopause with becoming weightlifters, you know, that literally that becomes how they get through the challenges, which is to get strong. And there's an enormous amount of benefit in that because your body will respond. The other thing that happens is oftentimes we've been sitting for the last 20 to 30 years. So you got to start squatting to keep your pelvic floor in good order. So there's, there's so much. So you, you're, so what I would say is the body gave you 40 years to be completely forgiving, eat whatever you want, you know, drink whatever you want, do all that and you'll be fine. And then you're not, and then you're not. And then you say, it's my age. Yeah. Now this stuff, and you know, and I'm not, I'm a fan of whatever you want to do. And I'm not kidding facelifts, you know, treatments, um, liposuction, that we've had major advances in plastic surgery. But even that will not work if you don't do the inner work. It's everyone has to do the inner work. Yeah, you can cover the surface and not work on what's inside, for sure. You can't. And I've been to, you know, high-end spas where these women have, have had everything done but they move old. Mm. They move like they're old people. And uh, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to see. I see that actually. I see that with my mother, um, who sadly is um, that the the person that has bought into what I mean, she's been saying I'm old since she was in her 40s. And um, there you go, uh, you know, and I think, um, there has been so much that, you know, I've been educating myself about holistic health and I'm a big fan. And I saw, you know, I, has, I struggled with my, my body when I was younger. Um, I was anorexic and then had a terrible relationship with food. And then when I got into my 30s um, and I had a, quite a traumatic time uh, with some changes that were going on, I experienced my body really just um, saying stop, you know, like my liver was overcrowded, my um, my body just felt different, and I'm like, this is not this is not my body, not listening to me. I'm not listening to it. I need to change something, and I did a whole, I cleansed, of course, that you know started with the food, with everything uh, that I was doing, and really loving myself and being like, okay. I have to take care of me. My body needs me, and then um, I started also just you know, becoming a little more short fused. I've noticed that. So I'm like, those relationships have to go. I can't, I can't be in that position forever. Otherwise I'm going to go in circles and circles. And if I fix my food and I don't fix these relationships, I'm still going to be where I am in a few years. And I don't want to be there again. (laughs) That's exactly right. You, you really, you don't. And that's, that's the thing I noticed way, way back with, um, I became a kind of a national expert on PMS when nobody, nobody talked about it. No one knew what it was. And every time you could fix PMS in no time with a 
some vitamins and some food stuff, everything would be fine. Invariably, invariably, Mm. no one could sustain the changes if they were still living with an active addict. And by the way, there's all kinds of process addictions and substance addictions. So we think of alcohol, but there's also food, of course, there's also um, cleaning people who are um, obsessive compulsive. Uh, there's all uh, workaholics, all of that stuff. And you get to the point where here's the bottom line. You actually have to have a relationship with yourself where you put your own well-being ahead of everyone else's. Now, here is the issue with that. About one in five people has a personality disorder. And that would be narcissistic, borderline, histrionic, or whatever. And chances are very good. If you're the one with, with the PMS or the perimenopausal symptoms, you have been tolerating their behavior that's not tolerable. And you putting yourself first, if you're an empath, is the hardest thing in the world to do. Uh, I want to give you an example. So uh, a friend of mine was uh, told by her therapist, when your husband starts to act like this, uh, she's, you know, she's trying to get him to put up a boundary with an ex-wife. Okay, so I don't want her coming into the house. Mm-hmm. Okay, the husband can't, can't quite get it. So her therapist told her, go to an expensive hotel and that will get his attention. Well, what happens if you're an empathic person? That feels like manipulating and sticking it to him. You think that you should be able to just talk that out. Why is it? Do you know there's there's books that are called things like um, Why Men Love Bitches, right? <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone has watched uh, Yellowstone. That's a very popular TV program on, it's either Amazon or Netflix, but the, the, the woman in there, the daughter, is borderline personality disorder. That woman can manipulate any man on the planet and get him to do anything she wants. And her behavior is so offensive, but that's so effective with a lot of people, that kind of behavior. And here's why we, if you're, if you're an empath, you're sensitive, you can't even imagine that someone would act like that just to get their own way. You think they must be really upset. No, they really are doing it to manipulate the situation because they found out that it works. What we have to do in perimenopause, we have to put ourselves first and then deal with, deal with the fact that we're going to feel awful doing it. It's much easier for us to self-sacrifice than to take care of us. And, And if you're in a relationship, one thing I've learned, ladies, that is you actually have to love yourself more than you love him or her. You have to love yourself more because it men or those who identify as masculine do not value something that you don't value. Mm. I want to think for a moment, think about, and I'm talking about cisgender men. I'm not going to get into the transgender thing because that's frankly an agenda. We're not going to go there. But when you see with, uh, with men, with a car, let's say they get a new car, a hot car, they're polishing the car or a boat, you know, the boat or the car, it's always named she, yeah. these big lobster boats down in, <laughs> in the harbor here. And they're always, you know, you know, Peggy, Sue and Ann, the boat's <laughs> always the female, the car's always the female. And the more expensive, the more they take care of it. Yeah. So what that means is we need to put a high price on our heads, like what is acceptable, what it, what isn't. And, and I want to say, as you go through life, the perimenopause is kind of the 
Well, it's not the first wake up call. I mean, the first one is PMS and then there's seasonal affective disorder and then there's perimenopause. But at any time, let's assume that you're now 55 or 60 and you didn't do this work yet. Well, you're, you're going to get another chance and another chance and another chance. You know, when they, they say, well, um, you know, I missed the boat. Mm-hmm. You never miss the boat. Another boat's coming. Yeah. And, and that's really important because women get this thing in their head. Oh, it's too late for me. It, and, and by the way, there's a German word for the panic at the closing of a door. And that happens to many women in perimenopause. If they haven't uh, landed the right partner or they don't have kids yet, it's called Torschluck panic. And it's the panic at the closing of a door. And I believe that we all go through that to some extent. Like when you are, you know, you might've had a difficult period. And, and by the way, during perimenopause, bleeding can be all over the place, just all over the place. There's no rhyme, no reason. So what gynecologists do is a tremendous amount of uh, testing. You know, you, you get an endometrial biopsy, make sure it isn't cancer, all of that. It's just essentially almost never cancer. I mean, it's just you're you're normally you build up the estrogen, progesterone comes, and that sheds the endometrial lining. Now, in right now on planet Earth, with all of the spike proteins going around, those spike proteins actually have caused all kinds of havoc with periods, uh, vaginal bleeding in 18 month old baby girls, vaginal bleeding in 90 year old women. So in a way you could say that the entire planet is in perimenopause, yeah. <laughs> you know, really, <laughs> you know, um, and because it's, it's literally what, what each of us has had to do individually grow or die. The entire human race is doing, mm. is doing right now. And the end will be glorious. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about it at all. And many people will recycle, Mm -hmm. but it's the same with perimenopause. There are many, many women who are just going to resign themselves to, I will never have um, a home. I will never have nurturing or just look at the, um, the constant mantra of your mother. I'm old, I'm Mm. old, I'm old, I'm old. When in fact, what you want to do instead is you want to say, okay, what is it that I've always wanted to do that I haven't done yet? And I'm going to do that now. So you want to keep uh, reinventing yourself because we know that the hippocampus of the brain, the memory area continues to grow, continues to make connections. Mm -hmm. So what I did, I always wanted to do partner dancing and my divorce was a kind of a, you know, a, an abrupt end point, but I didn't want that experience to be the end of a fun life, even though, okay. And, and these, this comes up in everybody. You can hear it in your own head. Oh God, you know, I really should stay married because I've put in 25 years and you know, that's halfway there, more than halfway there. So I might as well put up with it because here's the thing. When you do this soul work, uh, there will be loss. Let us be clear. You will be facing the desert. You will be facing the desert. I mean, I remember that. So, you know, I went through the divorce and my husband showed up to take the kids sailing and it was a summer day. And I, I just, I said, I have ruined my life. I have ruined my life. So you have to feel you, you cannot, as um, Joseph Campbell said, we must be willing to give up the life we had planned in order to have the life that is waiting for us. So when I say the life that is waiting for us, that's a leap of faith. I had absolutely no evidence, and I want to get this through to everybody. I had no evidence that the life I now have was even possible. Mm. I just knew I was not going to go down the well-worn path of it's too late for me. 
And by the way, for those women who desperately wanted a child and couldn't have a child for whatever reason, please understand that there are so many ways to use your your nurturing ability. So many ways. Mm-hmm. Maybe in a past life you were the mother of 12 children and you know you just got it, you just got it done. Or maybe, maybe your sister has the child who's going to be the one that you're the actual soul mother of. Mm-hmm. There's just a million ways to nurture children rather than having a biological child. And let me just say, speaking of that, because we're headed where we're headed as a planet, there's going to be so much work, so much work, but joyful work, Mm -hmm. work on um, regenerative agriculture. Actually, regenerating the earth is the work, whether you're doing it with the microbiome inside your body or whether you're doing it with a patch of soil outside your door or a community garden, humanity is now rising in, in the most wonderful way. And that's going to happen, by the way, on a local level. See, we're moving beyond uh, top down. That's all crumbling. Yeah. So this is going to happen on a local level. So what you want to do, and you know, I wanted to dance partner dancing, right? So I learned Argentine tango and I went to Buenos Aires and I did all that. But, and and that changed me. It changed me because I got the music, that sensual music and the ability to respond to the lead of a man. I got it in my body. It all, it, it changed me utterly. Mm-hmm. Then I hadn't played the harp for 30 years and I wanted to get back to that. So, you know, then I went and, you know, bought a, a smaller harp that you can carry outside, play to the birds. And those are the things that were my particular soul things. For someone else, I remember a woman saying that she always wanted to keep bees. And she, uh, you know, bought the bees and they came in a in a box. She said this buzzing box. And uh <laughs> You know, she said it was like um, it was like vibratory healing yeah. on on steroids. So my mother went to uh, Mount Everest base camp at the age of 84. She'd always wanted to go to the Himalayas. Her whole life always wanted to go to the Himalayas. And so the opportunity arose and she went with my sister. And wow. so when when my mom died at the age of 95, let me just say there wasn't a single stone unturned of stuff she wanted to do. She had done it all. Do you feel like you inspired her? Do you feel like you were inspiring to her or vice versa? I'd say no, vice versa. How beautiful. Yeah, because the beauty of her is that she didn't even really get to do what she wanted to do in life until my dad died Mm. and she was 52. And that's the Chiron return. Chiron return age 52 feels like a death Hmm. for everybody. It's just, it's just a transit and it means, okay, your old life is on the way out. So we have to go, we have to go through just like the menstrual cycle. When you, when you start your period, the dark of the moon and you bleed, it's a death to the cycle you just went through waxing and waning of the moon. That's what the female body does. That's what the ocean does. It's what the tides do. It's what the seasons do. So we need to get in touch with, with that. And there's always a new everything. Always. That's right. In fact, I, you know, uh, uh, the way you speak about health and women's health is very much in tune with nature. And uh, one of the things that I start loving doing, um, because of my husband, who's wonderful, um, has been researching scriptures, and we're very close to the, the Most High. And it's so amazing how the patriarchy has created even lies about what the yes. Father is all about. Because for him, the feminine is everything. Everything, yes. nature is feminine. The angels are feminine that you know guide the trees and the rocks and the river. So there is just all this lie that has been taken from us. And when we connect to nature, we just feel that we're part of it. It's impossible not to. 
you know? That is, that is so right. And I was listening last night to a thing from Charlie Freak where he talks about raising the chrism oil. And so much as the scripture is about our physical bodies. And I think so many people during this time have come back to scripture, have come back to the Bible, but with a new lens. Mm -hmm. So you study the feminine in the Bible, the women in the Bible. It's not what what we've been taught. Mm -hmm. You know, like women obey your husbands. No, you've got to really, you've got to look up the words. I was not happy with the word um, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's like, come on, I've never been afraid of God. God is love. Come on. And, you know, my mother had uh, the experience of when she was 12, working her way through girls Catholic school. And somebody painted the Blessed Mother's toenails on the altar. And my mother was blamed. Now, she's the last person on the planet who would even use nail polish. So that was (laughs) inaccurate. And the priest came to her house and made her kneel in front of, well, he made her kneel in front of the cross at school like this with her arms outstretched for like 30 minutes at a time to get her to confess because an, an enormous amount of abuse has been done by churches. Oh yeah. And he finally came to the house and said she would be excommunicated. And my grandmother, her mother stood up for my mother and said, if Edna said she didn't do it, she didn't do it. And my mother then told the priest, if this was religion, she would have no part of it. And so that kind of scripture and religion, that kind of religion was not in my household. So I haven't actually circled back to the Bible until relatively recently. I took a course in college, Old Testament, New Testament, but now I see all of it with very different eyes. And I realize that the, what the church is, is your relationship with God. Oh, yeah. It's your relationship with God. And the fundamentalism of religion, I don't want any part of no fundamentalism. When people start in, I did a, a session with um, Catherine Edwards and Terrell by Janine yesterday, and I posted that in my Telegram channel. And of course, I had three Christians. That's not of God. That's a, it's like, oh, get out of here. You know, am I going to have to ban the people who call themselves Christians? Apparently. Sadly, yeah, they put that, you know, this is the thing that they do and they don't realize they put God in a box. And I'm like, if you put God in a box, you don't know him. I'm sorry. That's, that's it. it. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wanted to actually tell you, you when you said you were um, playing the harp. I have a memory of two years ago, you sharing on, uh, on, um, on Instagram uh, that you had family and friends around. And in fact, every time I hear the song, The Book of Love, I oh. always think of you because you were playing that song and you were all together. And it was at the beginning of this whole, the shenanigans yes. of the planet. So, and you were like, we are standing here. We're going to be enjoying our time together. We are loving people. We are not going to just be separated by this BS. And I love that. And I know that you have... Um, the consequences of you being so grounded in the truth is that you've been censored and shadow banned and whatever. And, um, you know, I, for that, I applaud you even more because I feel that, again, it's about that growing into being women that are rooted in truth. And we want to be that. We want to be aligned. And if we just follow narrative to fit in, in a system that has never really allowed us to blossom, then what are you doing? You know what I mean? You're like a fast asleep if you're not understanding this is not the right the way. So I love that about you. I love that you did that. Oh, thank you. I couldn't not. I couldn't not do it, but it did it did cost me. I mean, it's 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 cost me a lot. And here's the thing. What profiteth a man if he gain the world and lose his soul? Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't stood up when this whole thing started in March of 2020 when I knew something is so far off here. And if I hadn't stood up, I, I, here's the thing. Um, I know that karma is real. And I've known that this is this particular lifetime I'm in right now is I got to get this right. Cause I don't want to come back and work this hard again. 
these books that I have written, The Wisdom of Menopause, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, are, are literal Bibles of women's health. I had to invent an entire language of women's health when women's health was just disease screening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like with the word Bible, the fear of the Lord, it actually fear in the original means to be in awe. Mm-hmm. Good with that. I'm good. The people who should fear the Lord are the <laughs> deep state dark cult people who are going down. OK, mm-hmm. they ought to fear. Yeah, you should fear that. I didn't fear it, but I knew that God wins, yeah. that the, the laws of the universe when this is a gangster planet, it's black, it's white, you can go as dark as you want, or as light as you want. Mm -hmm. But once you know this, then, and once you know, no, 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 that we're immortal. And that what we do here on this planet affects the whole universe. And when you know this, you can't prove it. But when you know it, you act accordingly. And this is that that walk of faith that I talked about in perimenopause, because women are going to feel that even the ones, by the way, happily married with lovely family, even then Mm -hmm. you feel like this is, you've outgrown an old way of living. And it may be that you can't stand your job another minute or whatever it is. You don't know what's coming. So what you do is you, you scramble around. I, I was um, interviewed by Dr. Joe Yee, who I love, street MD, psychiatrist. And when I lost my, my first Instagram channel of 170,000 people, he said, <laughs> didn't that bother you? Like all these people? I said, no, no. Mainly because I came of age and did most all my career before the internet. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can remember my beeper would go off and I'd have to stop at a payphone in a shopping mall (laughs) to call the hospital. And there was a time when I didn't want a phone. I said, who would want a phone? They could get, they can always get you. I don't want that. Mm. And now look at us, you know, we can't actually live without our phones, which I, which I completely understand. But the beauty is my entire body, mind, spirit was all sort of matured and in place before this. that technology. Yeah. Uh, and now what we have with this younger generation is again, we have, we have two tracks. So we've got the ones who have parents who brought them up on the land and, you know, no technology in it. My granddaughters get an iPad to watch movies on a plane. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe one show on TV a night after dinner before bed, a cartoon, that's it. So they already know how to play and all that. But this new generation coming in, they're either going to be majorly tuned in or or they are the children of those who believe in 72 mandated inoculations and you know, the hep B and all that. And I've obviously talked uh, a lot, a lot, a lot about that. So I think I've, I've saved a few people. I, I don't know how many, it doesn't matter. Um, but we're coming to the end of that now. It's almost like, and I bet you can feel it. Um, you either know it by now or you don't. And maybe 30% of humanity will be um, petrified skeletons in their closets from fear. Mm-hmm. And then they will, and their soul journey is their soul journey. And, uh, you know, they'll, everyone makes it sooner or later. It could take another, uh, you know, eons, 10,000 years, whatever. Who knows? Yeah. I just know that at this point, just like in perimenopause, You can't have one foot on the dock and one foot on the boat. You cannot. And so I would see for everyone going through this, please understand this is practice. This Mm -hmm. is practice for life. So now if you can stop yourself, get glean the wisdom. I want to give you another example because it's also, it's the uh, renovation of the second chakra. So that's gynecology, money, sex, and power the uterus, the ovaries, all that whole area, the female erotic system Mm -hmm. is all uh, 
engaged in going after what you want and money, sex, and power, but it has to be connected to the heart. Mm. And so one of the things that I did uh, right after my divorce is I had to become financially literate because I thought I was going to lose the house. And like many women, even, even today, we think that the masculine energy does a better job with that. And in some ways they do because the masculine energy is accountable. I listened to a, a life coach on Instagram. I can't remember her name, but she runs a network marketing business. And she said, the reason women fail is what she calls the damaged feminine. Oh, I can't. I'm having my period. Oh, I can't. No, I no. I see that so often. And this perimenopausal time is you can use it as the biggest excuse in your life and begin the life of what I call the organ recital. Oh my God, I had my kidneys checked. They weren't so good. Oh, you can see my skin and oh, my eyes. I have listened to women, uh, whole tables of women at restaurants do an organ recital. Like when, who went to the doctor? Went, if you want to be in that group, go for it. But this is the time. This is the time to take that leap of faith, to move forward. And yes, it is the dark night of the soul for many. It is. By the way, for those who, uh, let's say women who had cancer when they were 18 or went through a terrible loss when they were 32, they sail right through perimenopause. They yeah. already did the dark night of the soul. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's all you got. You know, because my brother died when I was whatever, or my parents were killed in an accident. They went through it sooner or later. We're going to have to go through the dark night of the soul, because character is forged in adversity. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, for us, I, I must say for me, um, my husband and I were living in London and we decided to move to Portugal and we are on a farm and we're learning all these new skills, talking about regenerating the earth and growing our own food. And uh, during that transition, because in London, you know, it's a survival thing as well. I was there before I met Kyle and um, you know, you have to work really hard. It's a fast oh, yeah. city and you, you have to survive. I mean, there's no way I was working in banking, which I hated. And um, I just yeah. had to become, I was very masculine. And some, I'm still recovering from that extreme where through, I think, when I, I'm starting to get into that rebirth of perimenopausal time, where I'm like, I want my feminine to come out. There are still triggers that hold me back and I need to get rid of them because otherwise I cannot, but I want to be more feminine and not, as you said, the, the victim feminine or the I'm powerless feminine, but no, the power feminine, like the, I know what's going on. I'm wise. And I want to use that wisdom to help others as I'm helping myself, you know, that pure rebirth that um, I think can come from this. And, um, and I can see the struggle because with the masculine is much, yes, it's accountability and it's, um, efficiency, Ab absolutely, and I appreciate it, and I don't think I'll ever lose that part. No, no, um, you did it. You did it. It's mm -hmm. like I, you know, had to show up for surgeries at seven a.m. for yeah. you know, be responsible for someone's life. Those skills are critical. Mm -hmm. That's critical. Mm -hmm. But all of that is to create a foundation so that mm -hmm. the feminine is safe. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Exactly that. Yeah. Um, well, I, I love this. And to to actually kind of bring up a little bit more of the support that women can get, well, mm. there is the work that we have to do and everything that we have to put our ducks in a row. But there's a big subject that com comes up for women that are transitioning. And it's becoming earlier and earlier. It's the, the doctors giving women, um, you know, hormones, whether it's a birth control pill to check to make sure that their, yeah. their period is you know, balance or when they stop, their parents start in balance and they go towards menopause, then it's like, oh, take this, take that progesterone, estrogen. I mean, it's out of whack with how much. It, it, yeah, it's, complete, it's completely out of whack. So there's a couple things that I would, would say. All birth control pills are synthetic hormones. So when they use it to regulate your period, please understand it regulates nothing. Hmm. It just masks. So it's like putting duct tape over the indicator lights on the dashboard <laughs> of your car. All right. Now there are times for that. 
I had business women who were flying all over the planet during perimenopause and bleeding so much they flooded through the through the seat of the you know the airplane. Mm-hmm. So there's times for hormonal approaches if you're really bleeding like that. However, the vast majority of women with a diet change and some herbs will be just fine. Now you can use, let's say, um, let me give you some specifics. If your main thing is perimenopausal migraines, very common, and that's just from a lack of progesterone so that the blood vessels with too much estrogen get um, restrictive, the progesterone relaxes them. You can get, I don't know in Portugal, can you get uh, progesterone cream, 2% cream? You can, even 5%. There are still some old, old pharmacies that make them themselves. Okay, that's, yeah, formulary pharmacies. So this stuff is for a a premenstrual migraine. You start it at the full moon and uh, end it at the dark of the moon if you don't know when your period is coming. And Mm -hmm. many women in perimenopause don't have a clue. So therefore, I do full moon to dark of the moon, like two weeks out of every month. And you've got to start it before you get the migraine. The other thing that I developed is a, um, so a thing called Amata Life uh, Peraria Marifica. This is a, an herb from Thailand, very helpful for perimenopausal symptoms. Like if you're having sleep problems, um, anything of that nature. And you could, again, if you're still having periods, you can take it two to three weeks out of the month. And uh, then the herb works very, very well for hot flashes, uh, sleeplessness. There are other herbs, Vitex, which yeah. is chaste berry, um, black quahosh. There've been women's herbs that have been used forever. Women should not suffer. So if you need to take, I would start with the herbs and in the wisdom of menopause, I give you all the herbs that mm-hmm. have been the women's herbs forever. So start there. Many women use homeopathy. They use aromatherapy. There's all kinds of things that you can do. So start there. And then if that doesn't work, and sometimes it's not enough, depending, okay, if you're living in hell with, let's say an alcoholic or someone who's beating you, and you're trying to figure out how to get out, then do what you need to do. One of the things I would say, though, if you possibly can, please, please, please stay off psych meds. Psych meds are harder to get off of than um, crack cocaine. Wow. They're, they're so hard. They're so addictive because when you begin to taper them, all your symptoms come back and you feel crazy. And then the doctor says, see, we told you you needed it for the rest of your life. So uh, my colleague, Kelly Brogan, um, has done a tremendous amount of work on helping women get off psych meds. Her book is A Mind of Your Own. Um, So there's that. But I would look at herbs first, natural methods first. Then if you need them, you have bioidentical hormones. And generally, the first one you need is progesterone. It's not estrogen. It's Mm -hmm. progesterone. And you can get that from uh, Vitex, which is chaste berry. And that increases your body's natural progesterone. But things like meditating will, will calm hot flashes 90% of the time. Amazing. So it's about getting that, you know, what you were doing in London, the you in London was loaded with epinephrine and cortisol, mm-hmm. the stress hormones. Then in the face of excess estrogen, without ovulation and progesterone, that excess estrogen goes down a metabolic pathway of another stress hormone. So your own estrogen goes down the path of another stress hormone. So then you're like fired and wired. Yeah. And so anything you can do to calm that down. The other thing that's helpful, grounding, standing on the earth with bare feet, the earth heals you. I've been reading uh, Braiding Sweetgrass, this amazing, wonderful, wonderful book by Native American Ojibwe uh, botanist. And uh, she says, when you do your garden and the earth is giving you these vegetables and so on, she said, you can love the earth. You feel the earth loving you back. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So Um, uh, go ahead. 
Oh, no, I want to do more, know a little bit more about your, um, your herb, uh, your company, because oh, yeah. uh, I think that's so wonderful that uh, you actually went and investigated this because um, it's not just a generic anymore. It's actually you really looking deeply into it. So I'd love to know more. So when it's needed, <laughs> it's there. Yeah. So what, okay. What happened with that is I was at a uh, divine masculine, awakened feminine, no divine feminine, awakened masculine thing in Hawaii. And somebody had made up a vaginal gel with Peraria morifica in it. And I, I used it and I instantly, I don't know, intuitively, I said, oh my God, this stuff is amazing. And then I, this is how I got so good at understanding uh, psychopaths. The people that I was working with uh, turned out to be psychopaths. I mean, the one guy who helped me get the company going, I later learned had four passports and probably worked for the Mossad you know, it's like God has put me in these places to, to really learn. However, I knew that this herb, the effect on vaginal mucosa was as good as estrogen with absolutely none of the side effects. So I set about trying to bring this to market and uh, then went to Thailand to visit the, uh, the jungle where the roots are made, the prairie morifica. So there's ones for male, one for female. And it happened to be right under, right at the foothills. Do you remember the the story about those Thai boys who were all in the cave and they got rescued by divers? It's an incredible story. This is an old Thai legend because the mountains there look like a goddess lying down. Yes. And it's an old uh, thing that she was taking a sacrifice, whatever. But the fact that I was there with those roots right so I could see where they were from. And I, I said a prayer at the time and I was, it was very interesting. I was moved to tears. I could barely speak because I was thanking the, this herb it's been used for 700 years in Thailand. Prairie Marifica means miracle herb, and it contains a phytoestrogen that is the strongest one ever found in nature. So when we say phytoestrogen, we're talking about a plant sterile, not a mammalian estrogen. So it lands on the beta estrogen receptor, not the alpha. Mm. And the alpha one causes self cell growth. growth. Yeah. Beta yeah. is like a selective estrogen receptor modulator to, so what, what adaptogens do the herbs, they, if your body doesn't have enough estrogen, they make the body feel that there's enough. And if you don't have, and if you have too much, it downregulates those. So I said about what I really wanted to do was bring the vaginal cream onto the market. That was a trip. And in all times, my life has always been about, okay, God, if I'm meant to do this, show me the way. And if I'm not meant to do it, stop me. All right. But every step of the way was, yes, you need to do this. I mean, and I, I did things like, well, you know, that's a whole other story, but finally brought it to market. And the beauty of the uh, vaginal moisturizer is it restores the whole juiciness of the vaginal area. But many women, all they need to do is take it orally. Mm. Um, There's capsules, there's a liquid, Uh, There's the vaginal moisturizer. Um, Also, because estrogen receptors are all over the skin, we have uh, uh, skin stuff too, skin cream, uh, cleansers coming out and a men's product. And we've had many, many men um, say when they start to take it, their need to get up at night to go pee is vastly decreased because it's helpful for the prostate. So yeah, so amatalife.com is where you, where you get it, but it's like me and this herb, we seem to have had an agreement. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And no, seriously. And then when, um, you know, when I started to get canceled in 2020 and I had all these business partners that I had worked with just say, um, you're radioactive. We can't, we're not going to work with you anymore. Like partnerships I'd had for 30 years. No, we're done with you. Um, you know, eventually lost my PayPal and Venmo accounts and, uh, 
you know, if people don't realize what's been going on, um, well, you know, may you somehow figure it out because I've tried to tell you, uh, but in a gentle, kind, loving way. Yeah. Uh, you know, so anyway, I mean, but we can see what's happening in Canada. I mean, these men down on their knees, praying together, singing bouncy castles for the children. And then they suddenly have these thugs go in and trample them with horses and beat them. So you see what you're dealing with. Yeah. You see what you're dealing with, but we have learned Again, it goes back to perimenopause. If you accept this crucible that you are in as a human being in this body, if you accept the soul journey, then you're going to be in there and not get mired in self-pity. Oh, absolutely. You're going to say, what is in this for me? What is in this for me? How do I use this? You're never going to become, I, I will tell you the first time I'm out there trying to dance tango and I froze. I froze. I was five years old. Like I can't do this. I'm a complete idiot. And that was, you know, me being forced to do all these sports that I didn't want to do in childhood. It, it, it all comes up. So please remember, it is all your treasure to polish. Will it feel good at all times? No, no, it won't. But you're going to do it anyway with great compassion for yourself. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's what the feminine energy comes in because the masculine can be quite aggressive and resistant. Oh. And the oh. feminine is like, more grace, please, more grace. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm trying to practice that too. I... Um, Someone called me, well, many people call me an anti-vaxxer, which is not true, you know, this is not a vaccine. So, but um... (laughs) (laughs) here's the thing, when they resort to name calling, instead of discussing the issues, then you know what you're up against. Mm -hmm. The, the, The word quack was invented by the Rockefeller Foundation and the Flexner Report when they began to decry all the natural medicines. Yeah. So they invented the word quack and then the CIA invented the word conspiracy theorist. And, um, you know, years ago, I gave a talk to the Girl Scouts, local Girl Scouts. And I said to them, if you are, if you're stopped in your tracks by being called a name, then I can tell you, you're not doing anything that is moving the needle for women. And I gave three examples that I had been called a bitch, a witch, um, bitch, witch, lesbian. Yeah, a bitch, a witch, a lesbian. Now at the time, those were considered, you know, really bad. So I just stood up and I said, okay, what is a bitch? It's a female dog who's protecting her pups. What is a witch? It's a, it's a generally a person who believes in the wisdom of the, of the earth. We, we talk the positive and what is a lesbian, a woman who loves women. So I'm a lesbian. So I owned all three of those labels. So by the time we got to white supremacist, racist, QAnon conspirator, anti-vaxxer, um, I was pretty immune. I, I already had good antibody levels to those to yeah. those names. I hear you. I, I yeah. I started saying, "Bless your soul." Like I just I saw it in the movie, and I could see the woman was just teasing the other, you know, whoever was attacking her. And I'm like, "That's a good one." Bless your soul. And I just use that because it's not. There's no point in fighting. You know, I'm like, I'm not going down to that level. Sorry. No, yeah. you cannot. You cannot. And these people are truly um, possessed. Mm-hmm. They're truly possessed. Yeah. They're not in their right minds. The cruelty of people to each other has been, um, it, it takes my breath away. Yeah. The cruelty that I have seen within my own circle. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be invited to Christmas because you're not, uh, you know, you're not having this inoculate. It's unbelievable, but we know they've been at it for centuries and this is the end this is the end absolutely yeah yeah 
Dr. Northrop, thank you so much. I well, I love your books, and I'm happy that you. This is the fourth edition. So, how many more pages? Two <laughs> hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, when I finish those, it's funny, isn't it? That that um, those books all came out. I had decided they needed revisions. I wanted to bring them all up to date, and then boom, I'm done with those encyclopedic volumes mm-hmm. that that you know Saturn in the third house and Virgo migrainous attention to detail. Now I'm done. Now I'm done with that. And, uh, you know, then the book after that, my favorite goddesses never age. Yeah. Um, I threw in, you know, dodging energy vampires, which is, you know, how you deal with the, uh, <laughs> with the I have it here. Yeah, the psychopaths in your life. Yeah. yeah. Who knew that was predictive programming, right? I know. Um, <laughs> I know. So, you know what I do next? I don't know. There'll be something. There'll be something because this was just a, this was a rocky labor to get through a rocky dysfunctional labor, but now the baby is being born and we're at the end we're at the end of this. And then we'll begin with our, with our new farming. Yeah. I can't wait to see people really benefiting from all this knowledge. And it's so, you know, because they're not going to get it from their, from their uh, gynecologist. They're not going to get it from their GP unless they see someone really open-minded and educated so this That's is needed. Right. It's needed. And um, it, cha- it will change lives. You know, it's changed mine. I understand my body a lot better. I understand the things that, you know, that Catholic guilt that you grow up with sometimes doesn't allow you to see. And, um, you know, you step into your power. Otherwise, you know, you drown. And uh, those books are such a great uh, way to not do that and follow. So you can be healthy. I really don't. I, I want to live a long life. I don't feel I mean, I'm 40. I don't feel 40. I feel younger. But you know, when you're not feeling well, then you do feel older and you don't want to feel that way because it's not about age, right? So, no. so I'm like, this is good. I need to, those are things that we have to do to preserve our longevity and vitality. And that's really the mission here so that we can also fight what's coming, you know, like what's happening, not what's coming, what's happening so that we can stand and be like, I believe this. I'm going to stand until the end in truth i'm not going to sway just to fit in and not have confrontation sorry like no i'm not right. do, i'm not doing that um right. so thank you for all your work and um open invite if you want to come to portugal anytime please come and see us we love to have you here um, i would love it i hear wonderful things about portugal and uh, i have a friend patricia corey who's in the uh, azores so mm-hmm. i'd love to visit her oh now. the azores are fantastic they are the why of um the europe i guess you could say okay yeah. all yeah. right thank you so so much have a lovely day and all your uh, all your links all your books will be posted in the show notes so everyone will have access to everything and um, yeah we'll uh, they can keep on cancelling you we'll follow you wherever you are (laughs) (laughs) beautiful all right thank you so much take care Uh, (laughs) bye bye thank you so much Dr. Northrop and thank you so much everybody for staying with us today It was such a great episode full of golden nuggets and I truly loved it. So if you also enjoyed it, please do follow us on your platform of choice, share and review so that we can continue growing the community. I shall see you next week. Bye.